Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right, so we're live on both now. Y'all happy? We so live? we're ready to do this, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, I'm going to share it to my group real quick. Yeah, Jason, me... tell them who we are. Who is we? Um, we... Oh, I guess we got to do it like, if we're going to like transfer this over to podcast, we got to do it like an actual intro, don't we? We do. Oh. Man, y'all need a theme song. I was keep saying it. Hang on one sec. I, hang I... on, hang on, hang on. I forgot to press the record button, so it's it gets saves locally. But now, now we're good. Yeah, because like as long as we're not making money off this, we can use anything we want. Yes. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to another action-packed episode of How We Book It. Going live for once here, and uh, I am the uh, infamous, no, not Bobby Fish, just I am Jay Brandon Ingram broadcasting to you from uh, not-so-sunny Myrtle Beach, South Kakilaki, and I am joined as ever by... Hi, I'm Christian. Jesus Christ. Jesse Daniels. <laughs> and your stuff in your face, really? I'm starving, bro. What a piece of shit. I know. It and before we, go, before we go any further, you can jump all over his social media at midnight tonight and wish him a happy birthday. I keep forgetting that tomorrow. Happy early birthday. Happy birth, Miss Bud. Thank you. I keep happy, forgetting that tomorrow, Happy though. vaginal escape anniversary day. Bro. Yeah, he came he came out to tummy, so it's all good. <clears throat> oh well. Yeah. He, he escaped some kind of uterus somewhere, and that's how he got here, and we're blessed with his presence. Yes, Bask we are. in the glory. <laughs> so we, we want to talk about the um releases here that happened last week. And uh, from what I've read, there was about ten more on the bubble as well. So Jesus. I don't know how much research you've done on that, and let's just we'll start with people that really nobody cared about or uh hell how many people knew they'd actually re-sign harry smith probably not many they hadn't used him much they used him one time all. at a live event and that was about it i'm not I, I gonna lie they, i'm not familiar with half the names on this list me either no no harry smith is like one i know because he was in wwe when i first started watching it like are some of yeah. these office people or are these all mm -hmm. wrestlers? All wrestlers. No, these are all wrestlers they did release some more office people like the next day but no these are all wrestlers on the list Jeez. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see. Let's just go by. Go ahead, Christian. Go by. Let's uh, start start with the not-so-big names, and we'll go from there. Let's just so, get those out of the way. Okay. So, not-so-big names. Eva Marie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, well, no. I mean, they that. I mean, really, she sucked the first time around. I don't know why they thought it would work this time around. I mean, now, granted, I'll, I'll just get this one out of the way because it'll maybe be quick. If they were going to do some kind of uh, – cross promotion with playboy again or something even marie would have been great to have back she would have been perfect for it because you know she can't wrestle worth a shit but they're not so i don't even see the purpose of bringing her back next if um if i could just make a quick interjection about this list while i'm here noticing this this list in front of us right now is basically an entire indie company's roster like if you wanted no. to start a whole new company right from from the ground up and you just needed a base bit of talent this list right here is an entire roster for a brand new company no it is and it's just and, uh, crazy that they would cut all of these people at once but then you look back also thinking about the collective cuts. cuts of 2021 and uh you know 
obviously there's a lot of theories about it, but it just it keeps surprising me every single time these new names get released. Well, from what from what I've read over the last couple of years with all this, you know, they're making more money than they ever ever have been, even through COVID with no live events, no live crowds for pay per views. Um, with between the networks, you know, whatever deal they did with Peacock, even before that, um, they were making more money than they ever have. And a lot of people's theory is they're getting the company ready to sell, whether it be to NBC Universal, whether it be to Disney. Um, that's that's I forgot the guy's name. It was um, Nick Khan is who they hired to uh, be the president. Go against Tony and, Khan. Well, no, you know, you, the, the point is, but from what they've every, everything I've read, and it's like I don't know the guy personally. I just go by what I read. Is like that's what he does. He helps get your bottom line up, makes the figures look good. And, um, you know, so everybody, you know, a lot of people are under the impression that it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but eventually they're going to wind up selling the company. I can see it happening with the way everything's going now with all the people they've released. If if you think if you think the product's bad now, watch it after Disney buys it. Jesus Christ. You got to understand, too, like wrestling in itself is like a passion project for people. And anyone that promotes wrestling can probably tell you that. Like you have to you have to really have some love for what you're doing. And I think after Vince uh, is not around anymore for whatever reason, or just steps down or decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, there's going to come a point where it's going to fall into the hands of somebody that doesn't fucking care as much as he did. And even he's reaching a point now where it seems like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? He don't care no more, bro. I don't think it's a matter of he don't care anymore, but I think he I think he probably wouldn't do wouldn't say it publicly, but I think he regrets taking the company public because now he has people on a board to answer to. It's not just his final decision. So the bottom line answers to more than just him. So Yeah, which I think he does regret. But um so Eva Marie, like who gives a fuck? Um I don't know who Jeet Rama Rama is. Ramba? No. Rama? Never heard of him. Katrina Cortez, I have no idea. Never heard of her. Zadea Ramirez, no idea. No. Nope. Jesse Camillo, don't know. Nope. B-Fab, we know her from now the that one, Yeah, that one kind of surprised me a little bit for the simple fact of they just brought Hit Row up and everything I've read on that, they seem to be high on those guys. They switched them around a little bit and took, um, you know, Swerve Scott from being the leader to that guy, Top Dollar, to being the leader. Right, But they, right. did, they, they did just bring them up. Um, so her, you know, her that 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 quick after bringing those guys up kind of surprised me. But, you know, now now Swerve Scott, he used to go by Shane Strickland on the Indies, right? Yes, that was he was Shane Swerve Strickland on the Indies. So funny thing, Shane Strickland used to do a couple of the indie shows for the um, the company that I used to announce for uh, before they shut down in Richmond. And, you know, Shane was always a good brother. We always knew he was going to he, he was going to pop big one day. So a couple of weeks ago, when I saw that they got signed, I was actually at my friend's house watching the Smack SmackDown draft, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, Shane's on Shane's on SmackDown. But what what was that? Less than I want to say that was probably less than a month ago at this point. Yeah. A month and a half ago, six weeks at the absolute most. So, BFAB was literally signed to WWE for six weeks. Well, yeah. main roster. And it kind of sucks because, uh, like, main roster, of course. N- NXT has that thirty-day no-compete clause, and the main roster has a ninety-day. Well, it depends on you know if they switched over the contract, so because they just got called up, so you don't know. I feel like they did just because of all the shit that happened with Alistair or Malachi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, speaking of NXT, you know, uh, we were we were talking the other day about the Elite versus the Undisputed Era, 
And it has been confirmed that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up very, very soon. December. He's gone. He is not staying. And so is Johnny Gargano, but I'm not a big I mean, Gargano, I like him in the ring, but he, he has no personality. So his con his and O'Reilly's contract are up and I, I doubt seriously. Even even if they even if they wanted to stay, I don't think you'll see either one of them back. I don't think they want them. I think it's probably why they weren't released. Yeah. I mean good point. My thing with um Kyle O'Reilly, man, he's <sighs> Kyle O'Reilly's got the it factor. Like he's one of those oh, he's, guys he's that I feel like is so strong on the he's such a good talent on the NXT roster that it's like if we move him up, what do we have for a standard at NXT now? You know what I mean? Oh, I have you watched it lately? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, no, not since the 2.0 shit. But when I you ain't watched Braun Breaker, I have not. I have not, bro. I've not watched any of the recent NXT 2.0. Look, uh, man, that, that's the only the logo change. Rex Steiner is the only thing worth a shit besides Tommaso Ciampa. That's the only two things. Bro, worth he a got shit his promo on, skills from his uncle on. Uh, well, he's still funny, but I mean, you know, they're setting him up to be the next, you know, the new face of NXT. You see that coming. I was surprised Ciampa kept the belt, but, you know, yeah. it was like, OK, you finally did something right instead of letting this guy come in and beat Ciampa off the bat. But yeah. Right. Anyway, so let's let's did we get all the other ones out of the way? No. Only, so only only Lorkin. I mean, he's yeah, been we there a while, but like, yeah, nobody cares. Um, anybody else we missed it? Katrina. Cortez, uh, Lince Dorado. I mean, he was Grand Metallic two hundred five live guys. Uh, well, that and the Lucha House Party. I'm, so did you see? Uh, did you see Sin Cara doing the Lucha thing on uh on AEW the other day? That wasn't Sin Cara. That was Kalisto. Uh, whichever. They look the fucking same. Yeah, um, a little bit different. <laughs> same mask, whatever. Um, anyway, but no, they. I'm wondering if they're going to get in trouble for that, because if you notice when Danielson's been coming out, you know, he cannot do the yes thing. The crowd can do it, of course, but he can't. Yeah. I, I heard so, the announcer call him, one of the commentators call him Daniel Bryan on AEW. And it's I probably Jim fucking it. Ross. No, it wasn't. It was CM Punk. I popped for it. I popped for it really hard. Um. Because after CM Punk said it, he's like, I mean, Brian, you know what? I'll just call him the American Dragon. It was CM Punk. I'll just call funny. him the American Dragon. It was kind of happens. Mistakes happen. But, uh, and um, let's see. Trey Braxton. So my, my big guy, the, the one I wanted to do really well in WWE and become cruiserweight champion was Trey Baxter. He was, um, I don't even know who he, he is. He was Blake Christian on the Indies. He wrestled in Impact. He was in their Super X Cup, and that's the first time I had seen him. And he's really fucking good. No, I have to go back and check him out then. Um, and let's see, wasn't Mia Yim doing that like dark gimmick with Boa in NXT? But I ain't watched NXT since before AEW came on. I couldn't tell you. No, well, I think she. I think they had her doing like some kind of great Kabuki gimmick. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what what the hell else is on? I mean, like I said, you know what time I get home at night, and it's not like I sit there and yeah. like study it, but I do fast forward through a lot of the shit, and like, like I'll ah, stop. And fuck this shit. Stop. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's portions of AEW, you know, I fast forward through. So, no, um, I mean, take Orange Cassidy for example. I can't hit that damn fast forward button fast enough when he comes. Damn, you hate Orange Cassidy, bro. He hates I, Orange Cassidy. Not stand it. He man, was, you don't. <laughs> You don't like the duck the clothesline, kip up with the hands in the pocket spot? 
I wished I was in the ring just to knock the ever-loving shit out. How you feel? Oh, how you man. feel about Danhausen? I told you I don't. I've never seen him. I got to go back and look. You're gonna hate him. Gotta, oh, he'll be a Danhausen. Trust me. I, I got to watch that. some stuff. Um, let's see. Frankie Monet, I was really surprised about. Um, once I read some stuff, it didn't surprise me as much anymore. Ty Valkyrie's been around a long time. Wife of uh, John Morrison. Not sure how he feels about that. Not sure how much longer he'll be there. But um, you know, that's one that you know we're you know talking about people that should pick up. I mean, you know, the AEW women's roster. There's not a lot of. That's the one thing with NXT. I'll say that you know you go over some of these ladies that were released. Um, you know, they need to get some people in there. When you when you take out, once you get rid of you know Britt Baxter, Ruby Soho, and maybe um, Serena Deeb, the other the other women on the AEW roster aren't that great in the ring. Um, they need some more training. The and the and the girls from the NXT and the um, performance center, you know, are much better in the ring than the majority of what AEW's got. And it's nothing Ember against Moon? them. It's just, Ember Moon would be a great one for them to sign. I always liked her. I I, I loved her in NXT, and then they brought her up and just kind of killed her. And they put her back in NXT, and I thought, okay, here we go again. We'll we'll you know get her back where she needs to be, and they just killed her again and put her back in a tag team. Uh, so I, I'm not real sure. I thought she had a good look. You know, she was good in the ring. I'm not real sure where they missed the boat with that one, especially with some of the other people they've kept. But, um, you know, Ember Moon and, and Taya Valkyrie would be a great addition for the AEW women's roster. No, I don't know if uh, Taya Valkyrie is going to go back to or back to Impact or not. That's the one thing she might, might get, I get out say, of jail. I didn't, I didn't say Impact. I said no, no, AEW. no. I'm saying, like, I know, I know you said AEW, but I'm, I'm thinking she might go back to Impact. Yeah, it, well, I mean, you know, Mickey James just won that title, so, you know. Honestly, I think Impact has the best uh, women's division. I am very surprised to not have seen Mickey James in AEW yet. Yeah, same. Or Magnus. Good old Nick Aldis. Yeah, too bad he's no longer the NWA World's Champion. Yeah, that's hey, for a different one day. Of the, one of the longest and most dominant and successful reigns in fucking NWA history, baby. Let me tell well, you. Well, yeah, he, he was working for them for free during the pandemic. He didn't take a dollar from them, so. Kudos to him for helping the company stay afloat. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mia Yim's another one. She, you know, she would be a good addition. And it's not so much they need these people; it's just to get some more people in there to, you know, like I said, train some of these younger women that hadn't hadn't got to go through the performance center and have some of the experiences that these other ladies were trained, get their timing down better. Um, I mean, you get what I'm saying with that. No, I feel you. Um, Harry Smith. Uh, I mean, he's been around a long time now. Makes me feel old. British Bulldog Jr. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised they brought him back and then released him so quick. It's like, why even bring him back if you're not going to do anything with him? Yeah, that's the one thing I was like, what the fuck? Like, why have him even come to the roster if you're just going to release him? Like, they did nothing with him. And I kind of figured he would get released again because it's like, they didn't put him in NXT 2.0. They didn't put him in the uh, UK version of NXT. So, what do you Yeah, really that's the only thing I heard they were going to do with him was like, do something and not. Uh, NXT UK and having faced Walter and, you know, a couple other people, but that never came to fruition either. So, so I'm probably jumping the gun here. Cause I know we probably wanted to save this one, but I just have to bring some attention to the elephant in the room or excuse me, rather the bear cat in the room. Why are they doing this to Keith Lee, man? I'm I mean, glad they released. I'm glad. Yeah, they I'm released, glad he's gone. Honestly, I, I'm. I'm glad that he has better opportunities out there now. But it was like, 
like I read a meme yesterday and I showed I showed Christian and it was it was so funny, but it was kind of sadly true. It's like, hey, we're gonna make Adam Cole your manager. All right, whatever. All right, now we're gonna put you in a singlet. Uh, okay. Now we're gonna call you the Bearcat. Uh, all right. Anything else? Yeah. Fuck you. Bye. Yeah. That's Thank literally you, how it was, you know. Yeah. And and Keith Lee is such a. Uh, he's one of those people that I can tell. I could see his frustration for like the past six months. Every time he would come out, just. Every time he would come out and put that game face on, you know what I'm saying, and start selling it to wasn't the crowd, him. You, could, you could tell it wasn't him. He was uh, unhappy. It, it wasn't authentic. And I feel like I've seen Keith Lee give 110% more so on the indies than I have in WWE, honestly. Well, the thing with him, he, he's a prime example of what I hate in the wrestling business. Um, and it's not just him. I hate start and stop booking. Push somebody or don't. Um, you know, have a plan for somebody and, you know, whether if it succeeds great, if it fails, so be it, you know, to keep them off TV a couple months, if you really believe in them and then bring them back and try again. But they, there was so much start and stop booking with Keith Lee since he's been on the main roster. It's like, you know, pick a lane, do something with him. You know, one week he'd come out there and lose to somebody. It's like, how did that big bastard just lose to him? And then, you know, they brought him back out and, you know, he beats carrying cross. And it's just like, okay, come, come, you know, I, I don't know. The the whole Keith Lee experiment just frustrated the shit out of me. And it's nothing personal with him. I'm just, like right. you said, I, I'm glad he's getting opportunities to go somewhere else. And if I was him, I'd, you know, I, I guess he's got a 90 day non-compete clause, but whoever brings him in, whether it's AEW or Impact or whatever, they need to bring him in from the get go. And, you know, like Miro, when they first brought Miro in, he was a joke. I mean, they yeah. the stupid, the stupid video game shit they were doing with him was I was just like, come on, man. You know, bring him in as a monster, whether you want him as a monster heel or a monster babyface, and and get him off the ground quickly. Because the guys, you know, he's not getting any younger. You know, get get you a few good years out of him, and and let him, you know, especially in AEW. And it's nothing, nothing with you know. I know there's just a lot of smaller guys in AEW, so there's a lot of people they need big guys. They do, but what I was getting to is there's a lot of people you could send him out there and let him just run completely through and make him look like the absolute beast that he is you want to see him face orange cassidy i'd love it you you know what i was looking forward to that i was so pissed (laughs) off about what i told you (coughs) you get that dick out of your mouth yet not yet maybe later can i yeah he he swallowed before he got on air i'm sorry yep I, i figured but anyway no it's like with you know uh i told you what i what i wanted to see you know, and, and, you know, prayers to John Moxley, you know, get, get well, you know, do, do you and come back when you're ready. But I wanted to see Moxley go out there and I wanted to see him do the exact same thing to Orange Cassidy. They let him do to 10 in the first round, just beat the ever loving shit out of that. No good prick. Just, God, I can't stand that motherfucker. Tell me how you really feel. You should definitely see his match with, uh, Jordan Grace. It's really good. Jordan Grace beats the shit out of him. You know who Jordan Grace is, right? Yes, I do. She's like the female version of Keith Lee. Did did you uh did you uh see see her uh Shawn Michaels play playgirl photo that she did? Recreated? Oh, I thought that was like a female elephant picture from like Tiger King when it came Bro, out. What do you, she is Let hot. me tell you something. <laughs> I'm no, gonna she, I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah, I saw it. Damn, Jason. 
Damn, Jason. You know Jason can't do big girls. Anyway. That's fair. All right. Move so, on to the next. Speaking um, of big girls, Nia Jax. What the fuck? Yeah, like, like I think that from what I read, and I, I think you read the same thing, they, they said that like possibly had to do with some COVID issues. Um, I don't know. It surprises me because of her family lineage. And again, as far as AEW goes, she's another one that I would bring in simply for name value alone. I want to um, see Brett Baker destroy that bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do with somebody like that. She's not great in the ring. I mean, from what I heard, she was well-liked backstage. I mean, you know, from everything I've read, I don't know her, wasn't there, couldn't confirm that. Just go by what you read. But, you know, she was well-liked in the locker room. Um, you know, I know her and Alexa Bliss were really tight. I've read that on more than one occasion. But, you know, she's a name. I mean, she's a familiar face. And, you know, it's it's what I've told you before that Tony Khan needs to do with some of these people when he brings them in. You know, maybe some people don't like them. Maybe some people do, but it's a way to get the casual wrestling audience away from, you know, SmackDown and Raw over to his show because they'll flip it over. And, you know, for, for everybody that flips it on, you know, during a CM Punk or Brian Danielson match, they're like, oh, cool. Look at that. It's Daniel Bryan. Oh, it's CM Punk. Oh, hey, it's Rusev. But if they flip it over at the wrong time and, and, and you know, okay, I don't like Orange Cassidy, but take that out of the equation. But they people, the casual wrestling fan that flips it over to AEW and they see Orange Cassidy versus 10 or Orange Cassidy versus, you know, Evil Uno, whatever, pick one. And they're like, what the hell is this shit? And they keep flipping. You got to, you know, use these people, use these names to to bring over the casual wrestling audience and then try to keep them. Because I'm not sure if you saw it last week, but when Dynamite was on Saturday night, the replay of SmackDown on FS1, not the main show, but the replay beat the live Dynamite. So you got to find ways to combat that. No, that's fair. I mean, you got to get the casual wrestling fan over, but I, I'm AEW, AEW is doing it right. So I don't know. It, I, I don't know if there's any way to check live comments or anything, but I'm going to go look and see on the stream if anybody's asking us questions. Yeah, if you have any questions for us, um, I charge $100 for a cameo. So, What do you mean by doing it right? I'm just curious. What do you mean? Like you said, you think AEW is doing it right. What do you think? What do you, what do you think they're doing right? What do you mean by that? Um, I just think that they're, they're using these people, right? Like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. And if they continue to do that, they're going to eventually draw people over. But I get what you're saying about bringing names over. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not saying they're not using them right. No, I mean, I, you know, some of the stuff, I mean, Bryan's had great matches that, you know, Punk's doing, uh, Punk's doing good promos and you know, like he always has. But the only thing that I've really heard about this that I really disagreed with that people have to stop and take into context, you know, I, and I might have been Punk that said it. Don't don't like hold me under the fire on that. But somebody said that Punk and Brian signing with AEW was more more dynamic or had more impact than Kevin Hall Nash and Matt. Scott Hall. And that is, you know, it's like you can't be that stupid. I get what you're trying to say, but. And, and, and I'll just break it down in layman term for you. Here's why. Yeah, okay, Punk, his debut drew over a million viewers on the Rampage episode. Since then, the ratings have continued to drop. And when Hall and Nash came over and then Hogan joined them, and it's the name of his podcast, but for 83 weeks, WCW beat the shit out of Raw. And, and Raw had a better product. I was watching it at the time. Raw had much better matches except for, like, the opening contest when you had Jericho and Mysterio and Malenko and... Benoit, Guerrero. At, at, yeah, at the beginning of the Nitro show, those matches were blowing everything else away, but the main events sucked. But the storylines 
had brought over, you know, like, you know, what I was calling moments of casual wrestling fans, anybody that didn't watch WCW at the time, you know, flip over. Oh, hey, it's Diesel. Oh, hey, it's Razor. Oh, they're with Hulk Hogan now. You know, and it's, and it's like, like I'm saying, you know, you know, Punk coming out after seven years. I mean, it's, it's great for us people that actually have watched it and wanted to see him come back. But, you know, people also have to take things into context and realize that, you know, there's a lot of differences. There's some similarities with AEW and WCW, but there's also a lot of differences. And like, I don't know if it's even Tony Khan's choice. Um, you know, he doesn't own the network the way Ted Turner did. So it might not even be his choice. I don't know if he wants to go head to head with, with raw or SmackDown. I don't know. I, I hope mean, not. This, well, but you, you get what I'm saying yeah. for 83 weeks in a row, you know, nitro because of the NWO Hall and Nash in particular, cause Hogan had been there two years before they, you know, they were head to head, same time frame beating the WWF and you know, so people need people need to understand what like I said. I don't know if it, if Tony Khan has the ability to say, "Hey, change me to Monday nights." I want to be I want to beat Raw head to head because it's a great show for TNT and an executive. Maybe like we're not killing our golden goose. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do that. So people need to just, you know people need to enjoy AEW for what it is and really stop making a comparison because at the end of the day, um, WWE has turned into what their name is. It's an entertainment company. AEW is a wrestling show and they try to throw a little entertainment in there. Um, so I'll get off my soapbox. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Um, what I was going to say, I was kind of piggybacking off of a point that you made. So when punk debuted, it was over a million viewers on rampage. Yes. And then you made the point that the ratings started to kind of plummet after uh, that happened. And one of the things I noticed in conjunction with that, that AEW was doing was every single week, as soon as Rampage or Dynamite or whatever came on, the very first fucking thing you heard, and Punk Yeah, they're, they're, they're overkilling it. They're not making it special anymore. I right. agree. And one of the things, though, that someone mentioned to me because I work live events and I'm actually setting up the um, the AEW show on the 17th that's coming here to Norfolk. Which we will be at. Um, yep, yep, gang, gang. Um, but one of the things that I talk with some of the road people about that do road stuff for WWE, uh, they mentioned one of the reasons most likely that AEW was doing that is they, they tour around the country, right, to all these different cities. So when you're in Chicago or you're in... Uh, fucking Louisiana or wherever they're in for that particular night that they're having their taping. That particular crowd of people wants to see CM Punk live and in person. And now that they, doesn't they mean he's got to be the first fucking segment on the show every yeah, week. Yeah, no, I got, I, I can't stand when they made him the first segment. Like, okay, bro, well, okay. we get it. But because I'll, of that, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a point that WWE actually did not this Friday but last Friday. Roman Reigns wasn't on the show. Now, in my opinion, people differ. I've told him for a long time, this thing they're doing with Roman, Roman's been the hottest thing on TV for a long time, in my opinion. But, you know, last Friday, he wasn't on the show, but he was there. He came out and did the dark match after SmackDown was over. So the, the, that live audience still got to see Roman Reigns. And you can still do that if CM Punk or Brian Danielson wants to, wants to travel around. You get them to come out and wrestle, cut a promo before the show, after the show, get the crowd, you know, send the crowd home happy or get the crowd pumped for when the cameras turn on, but you don't have to keep shoving them down people's throat on TV every week. 
I agree. I ain't gonna lie. No, because like I mean, punk is cool to see live in person. Like I'm I'm gonna enjoy singing cult of personality when we go to Norfolk. But if it's not televised, I don't care. I'm still gonna have fun. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. You can bring them out there. You just don't have to keep putting them on TV week after week. All right, we're getting off topic. Who, who have we missed? Uh, so the next big one we missed is um, Gimp Carrion Cross. What did you call him? A Gimp. Why? I forgot. Someone said that on... Uh, I don't even remember what I was watching. They said he looked like a Gimp in that uh, suit uh, thing. Yeah, that, that was like a uh, dollar store version of Demolition when they brought him up. Um, but let's just, let's just, this is where, this is like the only one I really want to discuss. Because I, I, I believe somebody made a tweet to Karrion Cross and was like, can I have your old mask that you debuted in in WWE? He was like, nobody wants that fucking thing. Yeah, I saw that. But like, well, you know, to piggyback off him, they, they also released Scarlett. Um, you know, he and Scarlett are a real life couple, just like Keith Lee and, um, she might Mia open Yen. an OnlyFans. Well, good. I might, I might subscribe. She's hot. But from what, you know, nobody really had a good reason. <clears throat> excuse me um why she didn't debut on the main roster and then somebody said she wasn't clear it's like she walks to the fucking ring she's never gotten involved um and then i read <laughs> here uh, uh, over the last couple of days that you know they were wanting her to start wrestling and take her away from him and it's like you know and that you know that that entrance they put together with those two was in my opinion phenomenal they never got to do it in front of a live crowd because that was during covid they bring him up to the main roster with people, and then she's like, "I'm like, okay, where's she at?" Um, that was part of his presentation. He's not great in the ring. He's passable. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting to. You know, this is the era of TV, and this is what people got to stop and understand. You know, no, he's not. You know, he's not Eddie Guerrero or you know Brian Danielson. But again, like you just said, he, he's he's what six six two sixty two seventy. I thought he was six three. Uh, he's big boy, nonetheless, six four somewhere around there. But if you when you see him in that suit, it's like it's like Nick Aldis. When you see him in that suit, that that's what a professional wrestler is supposed to look like. The guy is jacked. He comes out, you know. Again, the matches are passable. You know, he chokes you out. Um, does does the suplex? You know, he's not trying to do too much. He's not trying to look like he's Eddie Guerrero in the ring. And you know, his promo skills are good enough especially with her and that presentation, it's like you had something you could have pushed to the moon on the main roster with that intro and everything else. And then you go out there in the first fucking week, he's on raw. I'm sorry. I like the Hardy boys, but the first fucking week, this guy's on raw, you bring him out without Scarlet and he loses to fucking Jeff Hardy with the NXT title. Fuck me running. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, you know? that, that, that's fair because that's what I thought. I'm like, bro, you literally just said, by that, I, I'm like, not shitting on Jeff Hardy. I've always liked the Hardy. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, but WWE, when they did that, they said, "Yep, NXT's developmental. They're not as good as the main roster guys." When they let Hardy beat Carrion, you know, yeah, and then like, it, and then he comes out the next week and he beats him. Or uh, now the next week he had COVID, so that's when he beat Keith Lee. Yeah, and then like the next two weeks, Hardy's back. He destroys him two or three times in a row. Comes back out, loses to Keith Lee. Why Karrion Cross and Keith Lee though? Because I feel like there's no way that's gonna go good. They're both great guys. They're great wrestlers, but at the point they were both in, they were fucking both of them up so bad that it's like somebody's gonna get the shittier end of the stick. 
having to, you know what I'm saying? It's not even the fault of having to put the other yeah. guy over, but it's like, it's like, why are you doing this? Somebody, guys? Yeah. Somebody is going to wind up on the lower end of the feud. You know what I mean? Which and was well, Keith Lee. two guys that are already in a really shitty fucking position within the company. And what surprises me to be honest with you is like, you know, they, they've been talking for months, you know, you know, putting the belt on Bobby Lashley, putting the belt on Roman, you know, transitioning over, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, I like Big E. I'm just not a big fan of him as champion. Um, you know, he's built like a brick shit house, but he looks like on TV. I don't know how tall he actually is, but he looks like he's about five, six on the camera. Yeah. Um, he do be looking short. And it's like, you know, but Vince wants these big guys and they were transitioning. It's like you had just, you had, you know, a, a big guy in Keith Lee and a guy that looked like a million dollars in carrying cross with a gorgeous valet and a, you know, undertaker type entrance. And it's like those two guys alone looks like what I've ever read about that Vince loves and Vince likes. And it's like, you, you did what you, you're doing you did what? what now? Who did what? But then we go back to the point of conversation where it's like, it's not all Vince making the decisions anymore. And you can kind of sense it. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, you know, them, them taking, you know, NXT away from triple H and Shawn Michaels. I don't, I don't know how, where that might go, where it might lead. Um, you know, you never know. You might one day you might see the post on the internet that says Michael Hickenbottom and Paul Levesque are all elite. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, honestly, like if if Vince sells the company and Triple H is like, nah, I ain't doing this shit. You could damn well see him in AEW as like he's not gonna wrestle again after that heart stuff. But he might be like, dude, like it's. It's a good product. Are I you know kidding I can... me? Jerry Lawler's wrestled for years after having a heart attack on air. This is wrestling, bro. Never say no. I mean, it's true. I never thought I'd see bald Shawn Michaels wrestle, but shit, here we are. So God, that was he, awful. Here's, <laughs> here's a point that I want to make as far as a wrestler and having, you know, wrestling with injuries and health problems and stuff like that, right? So I don't believe I've ever said anything publicly about this. But for the past year that I've been wrestling, I've had a fucked up shoulder, like really bad. Like I'll go to fucking have a guy in the corner and I'm holding the ropes to stomp him while he's in the corner mm-hmm. and my fucking shoulder will pop out. It's oh, ha- it's happened in multiple battle royals. It's happened many times. Now, what I've had to do, though, is every time I did wrestle within the past year, I had to structure my matches around. Okay. My shoulders hurt, so I can't fucking use this shoulder. I can't lift a guy with this arm or nothing. So I would imagine when you reach a point where you're like, I have heart issues, you don't wrestle a very fast-paced match. Like, a lot of your shit is maybe just heat spots or work in the crowd, fucking uh, lock up with the heel. He powders out to run around talking shit, and you're just standing in You know what I mean? Depending on who you are in the match. Yeah. Like, there's ways to still have an entertaining match and work around injuries and health problems and stuff, but it's not going to be the like hundred percent fast paced, go, go, go shit. Like you're going to get out of like your Daniel Bryan's or your Daniel Garcia's or these, these young hungry guys whose bodies are still in somewhat good condition. Yeah. No, I feel you. And which basically just described, I mean, you know, he had some entertaining parts, but described a triple H match. I always liked triple H, but he was always very methodical. Um, he was never fat. He was never fast paced 95% of the time. So, but you know, and that might be why he was able to wrestle for as long as he has because he's paced himself. 
Um, you know, but just moving forward, I would say to, you know, any, any of these people that Tony Khan is thinking about signing, like I told you, I, w- I would definitely bring in Keith Lee, Killer Cross, um, Ember Moon, Taya Valkyrie, and uh, Mia Yim and Nia Jax. That would be the ones I wanted. Um, some to actually push and use and some, like I told you, to train train some of those women on the AEW roster, give them some of that training they got in the uh, performance center. <clears throat> But also on the flip side, he's going to have to, you know, maybe maybe see if you can move Rampage to two hours, because what he's getting into with all the people he signed at first and the people he's bringing over, there's he's only so much. A lot TV. of people over. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's only so much TV time, bro. And dark so is got, only good for so much because it's on YouTube. Dark and dark elevation. Yeah, and I mean that's where you got to move some of these people over to. Um, you know, I, the only ones that I would really really want moving forward, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Johnny Gargano. I mean, I liked his matches. Like I said, he just I don't know. He, he just not not no personality there, in my opinion. But Kyle O'Reilly, I would definitely want to have that you know elite undisputed era feud that we've talked about that could possibly happen. Yeah, uh, where, and, I, where, where and you, I would I would love to see O'Reilly and Fish against the Young Bucks again. Yeah, um, no doubt that would be a, one hell of a match. Hey Christian, I just noticed this, uh, but it's fucking with my OCD so bad. And mm-hmm. once you notice it, it's gonna fuck with yours. Why is the M on Ember Moon? The only M on that fucking list that's not capitalized. Because I, you copy and write names as slow as old people fucking. Oh it's all your gosh. fault. My bad. I mess up one time, but I'm sorry to all of the all of the viewers with OCD that have been sitting here having fucking conniption fits because so, Christian can't learn how to type legibly. Yeah, I I mean I I guess I fucked up, but like without me, where would y'all be? I got the mics, I got the camera, I got Jason's camera. We good. I, I, got I started to say, I, I'm pretty sure this mic sitting in front of me, uh, uh, you know, it's in okay, front of okay, me. Okay, your <laughs> mic. I was talking about these mics. Where'd that one, where'd that one you got talking into come from? I don't know. Anyways, I'm going uh, uh-huh, to go, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. go down this list and tell you where I want to see people. Keith Lee, I don't know. Impact or AEW? I feel like he'd be good either, either way. Nia Jax, I want to see her in AEW for one match to get destroyed by Britt Baker. I want to see her at home. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Karrion Cross. Uh, maybe back in Impact, going up against Moose for the Impact Wrestling World title. Eva Marie, go back to Hollywood. Don't care. Mia Yim, AEW. Harry Smith, uh, Impact. No, AEW. Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metallic, um, they'll probably go to AAA or AEW. I mean, I feel like AAA's yes. really hot for the Luchadors right now. Uh, Jeet Rama, I don't know who that is. Katrina Cortez, don't know who that is. Trey Baxter, I'd like to see him back in Impact for the X Division title. I don't know, man. I think he could make it to AEW. What, Trey? I think Blake Christian could make it to AEW. I mean, I, he's just not that big of a guy. And it's like, he's, he's already... Marco fucking stunt. I mean, not, that's not Leo what I mean. Rush. That's not what I mean. I Marco mean, stunted growth. He doesn't have a huge name, so I'd like to see him at least work his way up to the X Division and become X Champion before he makes that leap to AEW. Zadea Ramir, don't know who that is. Jesse Camilla. Don't Never know who that is. B Fab. Um, be gone. I don't know enough about her to make an informed decision. She on where has some she bars go. though. She could rap. I will tell you though. Um, now they that her and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, who is with uh, uh, Phantasma on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, they had brought Ra- not Raquel Gonzalez. What was that girl's name? Um, they brought they brought another they brought a girl in uh, when Phantasma was feuding with Hit Row. And they brought this girl in, and they had a street fight out there, and they, it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't 
it wasn't as good as Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, but I mean, for two girls I'd never seen before, two women, excuse me, for two women I'd never seen before actually go out of it. It, it wasn't bad. Uh, continue. Okay. So Oni Larkin was never a huge fan of his. I mean, he could go, he's a, he's a glorified jobber. He's just like a Brooklyn brawler. Like he's not amazing. Um, Ember Moon. I'd like to see her in AEW. She needs to help uh, elevate the women's division in AEW. It's, it's a name. Frankie Monet. A name that needs to be capitalized. Okay. Uh, I mess up one time. Frankie Monet, who is Taya Valkyrie. I'd like to see her back in Impact. Uh, and Scarlet, um, wherever Karrion goes. I mean, you know. No, it's Killer Cross now. We're, we're back. We're back. Yeah, Killer Cross. So. But yeah, I mean, that's about all I got with it, man. I just, you know, some of them like, some of them surprised me, but you know, and at the end of the day, I would much rather them have released Killer Cross than to see him out there looking like Demolition 2.0. Um, you Agreed. know, Keith Lee, same, Keith Lee, same way. Uh, Nia Jax, just that one really, really honestly was the most surprising name on the list simply because of who her family is to me. Um, and, and the rest of them we talked about, like I said, you know, Ember. Ty Valkyrie, I'd like to see them AEW to help the ladies out. Scarlet's going to go wherever Killer goes, and the rest of them, you know, whatever. Jesse, and I think there's, I think there's more to come. I do too. And I can't wait for Kyle O'Reilly to leave so he can pop up and we can see that feud we were talking about the other day. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, anything else? I think there are definitely some diamonds on this list. Um, Yeah. There are definitely a lot of people on here that we're not going to see the last of. And a lot of these guys would probably fit in very well. And like we said, AEW or Impact. Um, honestly, I feel more than anything. I don't know why I, I say personally disrespected, but I just feel like Keith Lee was so, so disrespected to the point that all the people that were his fans and were following his career and hoping for him to do good felt a same felt that same trickle of disrespect because, you know, for the past year, we've watched Keith Lee scratch and claw with his fucking with bear his cat bear claw. claws <laughs> and just do everything that he absolutely could with what they gave him, even if what they gave him was a steaming pile of shit. But, well, I mean, they 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 fucked him from day one. They brought him up, you know. They changed his music. They changed his outfit. Put him in a goddamn singlet. Whose idea was that? Yeah, this like is I, almost I, like I a bad breakup for Keith Lee. But then he's going to find that, that they, new um, girlfriend that's like a fucking stripper that puts a finger in his butt, and everything will be great. Yeah. So he's going to dump Mia Yim for Ember Moon. Yep. 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 Okay. AEW but, is going to be that. Uh, going to be that new girlfriend. That puts the finger in Keith Lee's butt. Well, he's a big guy. I'm not going to acknowledge the, the statement, but being a big guy, he needs to go to AEW. They need that. They all who do they have? They got um, Miro. They have Lance Archer. They have who's another big guy. I mean, they they really do need those bigger guys because like a lot of the guys they have are super tiny. They need monsters. Why does Marco stunt? sound like when you used to play the legend of zelda games and you had to like charge up and break the pots and link would be like Hot! that's exactly what marco stunt sounds like I'm, I'm I'm glad he's been off tv for a while i could go i could go forever without seeing him again you know, like marco stunt i, I looked right like, i looked right over him sorry i feel like jason listens to a whole lot of jim Cornette. oh he does oh he does i can tell I listen to all of them. How you, feel, like, how you feel about Jelly Nutella? 
I don't even know who that is. Joey Joe, Janela. Uh, oh. Yeah, Joey Janela. Oh. He he to me he looks like a wish version of Diamond Dallas Page when he started. But Jesus Christ. That's just my opinion. Look at the sunglasses he wears. He comes out with, like I said, you go back Diamond Dallas Page when he first started, dude. Especially when he started wrestling, he got out of the managing thing. He was doing he too was much. A, yeah, he was a walking gimmick, man, with the cigar and the this rings. And that. Yeah, everything, man. But yeah, that's what Janela reminds me of. He reminds me of like he's trying to like tap into DDP from like years ago. So I literally wrestled a guy a couple weeks ago that burned his fucking dick hair off on video for Joey Janela and said, I'm a bad boy in front of like 2000 people. And Joey Janela saw the video and was like, this dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Now I listen to Bischoff, listen to Jim, listen to double a, but if you're not listening to us, what are you doing? Right. Come on, man. What do you mean? I'm just saying, like, if the audience isn't listening to us, they can listen to all those other podcasts. But if they ain't listening to us, <laughs> he's like, what does well, it matter? No, see, th- he's like, I'm what throwing are you that out there about? so maybe some of those guys will pick it up and, like, throw us a bone, too, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, guys, go listen to How We'd Book It. Yeah. How yeah. We'd Book It. So, y'all got anything else to add before we head out? Because I know Jason got to get ready for work. Yes, he does. Thank no, you I'm good, man. Me. I mean... You know, we can figure out what else we're going to do for the next go around. I'm just uh, interested to see now that Bray's contract is, uh, well, non-compete calls is up where he's going to land. So, Oh, I just got one more thing to bitch about. Just one what? more. One tiny thing. Oh, God, here we go. I hate the fact that people are saying Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, and Bray Wyatt were difficult to work with because they cared about their characters. Fuck you guys. Well, you know, on the flip side of that, Pete, that's that's you know one of the things that they said that Vince loved about Sean back in the day, as much as the locker room hated him, that they was you know he was very emotional Adamant. and very outspoken about you know what he wanted to do, where he thought his character should go, and I mean, so you know maybe Vince just got too old to listen to it. Who knows? But see, that's that's almost digging another rabbit hole here with that statement alone, because when you think about all the passive shit that Keith Lee had to go through, just no, yeah, all, exactly. all the character development, like you would think when he's in his matches, man, he's kind of the same way, but I guess he went through so much shit with the office that when it came time to dealing with the other boys and the people he was working with, he's like, we're going to fucking do this my way. Cause I'm not listening to shit from you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's possible. You never know. But yep. I have got to go uh, start getting ready for the good old workies. So, just don't get jumped and don't Good let up. anybody piss on the, on the door again. Good old yeah, shoot yeah. gimmick, brother. Yep. But all right, Jason, take us out. Well, that's uh that's about all we got for today. You can follow me on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at J Brandon Ingram, and you can actually uh email good old Power Rangers dude over there like one of his four hundred eighty six fucking different emails. Christian Ingram Which one you at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that one. Follow him. Make sure you wish his ass a happy birthday tomorrow. I'm old. Happy too, birthmas to you. Don't get too you. drunk at work. Oh, shit, I wish. <laughs> I taking, wish. Taking, taking pictures. Those, those pictures might not come out too well if you're yeah, uh, well. if you're seeing four of them. Yeah, that's so. true. I mean, so, ho- hopefully I get off early. But guys, uh, I will be, actually, me and Jesse both will be at the UEW event. Got your 6-2. Ooh, United Elite Wrestling. Shout out to the family. 
Yep, November 13th, we will have a table. And if it's not on camera, but I got a bunch of wrestling action figures over there. He has a bunch of wrestling stuff. We'll have a table set up that we are going to sell. We're doing a raffle, a dollar raffle for a Hangman Page figure because he will be in town on the 17th. And guess what? He's from Virginia. If you That's didn't some know. cowboy shit right there. And, yeah. and also wrestling at the show will be Ring of Honor's Rhett Titus, uh, AEW Dark Jason, Timmy Danger, uh, Sledge Gibson. A lot of good fucking names on this card, mm -hmm. guys. So come on out and check it out. So if you haven't got your tickets, guys, go get them. Oh, where can they find them at? Uh, well, you can go to the United Elite Wrestling Facebook page on uh, Facebook. And they have a link to their uh, ticket website, I believe, on there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, UEW, United Elite Wrestling, based out of Richmond, Virginia. So anybody within like an hour radius of there that wants to come see some kick-ass pro wrestling, hell, even if you live further than that, I, you know, just come out if you want to see. And you can meet us. If you want to see us, if you want to get a chance to maybe meet Rhett Titus or, uh, you know, Jason, just come on out. Because it's going to be a good stacked card, and it's definitely, definitely something to bring the family to. I know I saw a lot of families at the last UEW show. Yeah, that was a lot. But um, based out of the eight hundred four, baby, Adam Cole, baby. There's November. A, there's only two of us, or we do like the young buck thing. But I'm not. I'm not kissing you without a dude in the middle because that's gay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and on that note. Okay. I mean, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with it. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all kinds of goodies. Go in there and leave us that five-star, 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 five-star review. And you can uh, email us with questions, concerns. You can tell us to fuck off if you want. We don't care. We don't mind that. We'll respond with a fuck off. Please tell me to fuck off. Cause I, I will find you. I want to come. I will back. be like Dana Brooks' boyfriend and find you and whoop your ass. That was some funny shit. That was fucking All right. hilarious. But I do have to I do have to wrap this up. So until next time, that's how we book it.